John chapter 2, starting at verse 1, as we hear what the Lord says. Starting at verse 1, it says, On the third day there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus was also invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars, water pots there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. And they filled them to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. And when the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine, and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept or saved the best for last. This is the first of his signs Jesus did in Cana and Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. Text says again that and now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Just for a moment, people of God, I want to talk about uh, from the subject, I see more in you. I see more in you. Can you do me a favor? Just look at your neighbor and just tell them God sees more in you. Yeah, I, I, I mentioned um, at the end of the day of how, um, how, how appreciative that I, I am for the opportunity to just be able to stand um, because the more and more I stand before people, the more and more God makes sense to me and continue to show me that he knew more about me than I knew about myself. Um, taking and being pulled from, um, from out of Alabama, um, it was a moment that being pulled away was not as if, especially from Mobile to Skiggy, it was not as if God pulled a perfect dude and put him in school. It was a very hard season for me, messed up, jacked up, high as a kite. I hope you don't judge me. It was at that moment that I was so broken, falling in tears, and I told the Lord that I'm sick of living like this. I've been turning up since 15, and to be at this place where I'm sitting here, still loaded, still high, still acting a fool, sitting in school, wasting my family's money. I said, God, I'm sick of living like this. I said, in fact, the only way I see myself being any better is dead. I said, but God, if you can do something with me, if you are the God that my daddy has been praying about, if you're the God that my mother has been talking about and my grandmother keeps proclaiming, and if you could take something as messed up as me, whatever you want to do with it, I belong to you. 
And I said at that moment, I said, God, whatever you want me to do, however, whatever, I'm all yours. <laughs> and it's at that moment that God turned my life. He shifted my life. And in the process, God began to speak words to me and made it very clear to me that this life you're going to live is going to be a life of obedience. When he was calling me to preach, I said, God, I'm not a preacher. He said, I didn't call you to be a preacher. I called you to be obedience. And if preaching is what I called you to do, then you do what I told you to do. It's at that moment where I had to understand and God made it clear that whatever I tell you to do, you do it. Wherever I tell you to go, you go. If I tell you to go left, you go left. If I tell you to go right, go right. He said, if I tell you to go right and you go left, you better repent, turn around and go in the direction I told you. And something that still sticks to me to this day, he says, for whatever you do for me in private is going to determine what I do for you in public. And I'm sitting thinking, as much as an appreciative as I am because of what God has done, I'll be honest, the biggest struggle is the fact that though God has me in a new place, sometimes I struggle getting over the old me. Uh-oh, y'all got quiet. Because oftentimes it is the moment where it's the old you and the impact that was made on you and the things that were said to you and the mistakes that were made in the old you that put you at a place that sometimes you struggle with trying to accept the newness that God is bringing in your life because you can't get over the oldness that has happened in your life. I wonder, do I have anybody in this place that has ever gone through that place where sometimes, even now as we celebrate 100 years as a church family and, and ministry is still going forth, things are still being needed. Some of us struggle with still even getting involved in ministry and still connecting with that church. And it's not because you don't have the ability, you just struggle with it because you don't think God can use somebody as messed up as you. You wonder with all the issues you have, and what I want to tell you today, with all the issues you have, man, God knew you were crazy before you knew you were crazy. God knew you had issues. Amen. He knew that you had issues, but in spite of all the issues that you have, God says, that's where I want. I want to get you with all the issues you have because the worse you are, watch what God can do. He can take you, turn you around, and get all the glory out of your life. Somebody's saying, I'll wait until I get myself together. You'll never get yourself together. God says, get, I want you while you're jacked up and messed up. Because while you're jacked up and messed up, when I turn your life around, nobody's going to get the credit but God. There's a, a billboard. I don't see it as much here in Indianapolis anymore. But oftentimes when I travel, I see these billboard signs around, the, around, around these different cities where there's a billboard sign that, that reads, We Buy Ugly Houses. There's a billboard that talks about them buying these ugly houses. And, and it's interesting because these, I know that it costs money to advertise. It costs money to even put a billboard sign up anyway. And you mean to tell me that there's actually a company, there are companies that would spend the money on advertising that they would purchase a house that's messed up, beat up, and ugly. Well, the reality is simply this. The reason why they can advertise that they buy ugly houses is not because of how ugly the house is, but is based on how amazing the ability of the people are. Because they recognize that I don't care how ugly it is, once we get our hands on it, we'll be able to renovate it, turn it into something that it's never, watch this, and make it look better than it ever has. 
In fact, I wonder real quick, is there anybody here that can be honest enough to admit that the reason why you're here tonight is because God bought an ugly house? purchased it with his blood of Jesus, washed it, turned it around, gave it another chance. I wonder, don't, no, 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 please don't fake it in the house. Is there anybody here that can tell the truth and be honest enough to admit the reason why you're here today is because you are renovated. Do I have any renovated people in the house tonight? People that you know I've made mistakes, I've done things, but thank God he turned my life here in our text today, we see an example of how something that God can take and do something amazing with it. Here we see a, a struggle and a struggle in our text. And I want to talk about this because the reality is some people may be wondering, well, God, why would you even call me to do anything, period? And the reality is the reason why you are even still living is because there is a problem in the earth that God has anointed you to address. Now you may not know what the problem is. You may not know what that issue is, but at the end of the day, when God is calling you, he is calling you because there is an issue, there is a problem in the earth that God is seeking to use you to answer. In fact, you are an answer to a problem you hadn't even met yet. Yeah, you, you're the answer to that problem. The text says, there was, a, there was a problem in the text. The text says that there was, a, there was a, a wedding feast, and in the wedding feast that was taking place, they're not weddings like, they don't do weddings the way we do them. I mean, the way we do weddings now, I mean, it's, it's, it's 20 minutes tops, and we out. And, and after, the, after the wedding is done, we go to the reception, and, and after, after the time limit, you know, the people in the, build, the building, they only give you a few hours, and after that, uh, the bill goes up, so y'all get it out. Y'all shut it down at a certain time. But, but here in this, in this day, they, they, they celebrate for days and weeks, and weeks and weeks and weeks, and so they were celebrating, and while they were celebrating, something interesting happened. Uh, they ran out of wine. I know many of you cannot imagine a party without the wine or juice, whatever you do. But they ran out of wine. And when they ran out of wine, now, of course, now in our day, when they run out of wine, it's, I'm sorry, it's just, it just means it's time for you to go home. Or go get your uncle and get the rest out the trunk. Whatever you do. But in this day, when the wine was run out, it was an embarrassment to the family. It was an insult to the family. In fact, people would begin to look at their social status and see that there must be something wrong with them. Children would probably be teased the rest of their lives. They would carry on the label of those that put on something and couldn't afford it. There were some that might even question their relationship with God. Because how can you say that you love God and can't afford to do the stuff that you started? It was an embarrassment to them. So for them to run out of wine, it was an embarrassment. That was a major problem. But the good news of our text is that though there was a problem, there were still the right people there at the right time. 
text says, watch this, that though there were a, a, a problem, there were still right people there, which then speaks to us because there are moments where we have to understand when there's an issue in the world, when there are issues, you have to, even with you, you have to make sure that you know the right people. Text says that Mary, the mother of Jesus, was at the party. She was at the party and there, and, and, and the good news was Mary was there, and Jesus was invited. So you know you got the right people there when you got Jesus at your party. Text shows us, watch this, watch this, that run out. She runs to Jesus and says, Jesus, they ran out of wine. Jesus says, come on, What's this got to do with me? So don't involve me with that. He said, my time hadn't even come yet. Mary pretty much said, uh, whatever. Hey, y'all, do whatever he tells you to do. That must be an amazing relationship right there with Jesus. That she could say whatever to the master and still get the work done. I say that today because you want to make sure that when you have an issue in life, you better make sure that you're connected with somebody who has a special relationship with the Lord. Yeah, you want to make sure. You don't want to try to handle this stuff on your own when you don't know anybody that's able. So I want to say this to you. I hope you are not trying to connect with people because they look good in their Facebook status. Well, they take good pictures in their grams and all of that look nice and tattoos and pics and all of their Photoshop stuff. At the end of the day, you better make sure that you connect with somebody that doesn't just have a Facebook life but got a prayer life. I'm trying to help you. Amen. Can you get a prayer through? Is there anybody here that's lived long enough that understand that all that superficial stuff, you can have it. Show me somebody that knows how to get in touch with God on my behalf. She was able to get in touch. She was. She was able to get in touch with him. Got some right people. Jesus is there. And she says, no, look, sir, hey, you guys, talking to servants, do whatever he tells you to do. Now, I must, I must bring this up, people of God, because remember, this is John chapter 2, right? This is not John chapter 12. It's not John 20. No, no, this is, no, 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 this is John chapter 2. So prior to this, there was no recorded miracle that Jesus performed. So here is Mary telling servants, I need you to do whatever he tells you to do. I'm sure somebody had to at least say, who is this? I mean, I heard about you. I heard you. Had, I heard about you, but I also heard the rumors about you too. I heard you could put a nice chair together, you and your daddy. Y'all some nice carpenters, but 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 this the kind of problem we have. I've never seen you address that. So here it is. The text says that they did it because sometimes God is calling you to be obedient to Christ when you don't have a frame of reference. Because there's some people here 
that you are sitting thinking, I can't be used of God because you've never seen it used like that. God has told you to share with you to do certain things or talk to certain people. You've never seen it happen like this. You've never seen it move like that. You've never won. You're sitting there thinking, how in the world can it take place? And sometimes God just wants to know, can you tell him yes regardless? In fact, I believe that there's a season that God is bringing us all into where God says the next level of your blessings, the next uh, level of your miracle is not based on how loud you shout or how hard you clap, but it's how much you tell God yes. Can you be obedient to God? Can you say yes to God? And even if you don't understand it, they said yes. You got to have the right people. You got people that know Jesus. You you got Jesus there. You have servants there. You got yes men there. Oh, you can't lose when you got folk that are willing to tell Jesus yes. How much are you willing to tell the Lord yes, even when your flesh want to say no? Because servants submit. There's a difference between submission and agreeing. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't tell anybody that I submit to them when you agree with what they say. It's only submission when sometimes you ain't feeling it. Do I have anybody here that's ever been told, God's been putting on your heart, I, want you, I need you to say this to them. I don't want to say that to them. I need you to forgive them. I'm not forgiving them. I need you to move past it. I don't want to move past this, but sometimes you got to do it when you're not feeling it. Amen. Watch me. Watch me. So the servants said, all right, I got you. But the heart of this message is not just talking about the problem. It's not talking and addressing the right people, your servants. I'm glad to have you. I want to take these next few moments and address another component to this miracle that made all of this ooh, an amazing miracle. It wasn't just a miracle. It was an amazing miracle. The text says, and there were six stone water jars that were nearby for Jewish rites of purification holding about 20 or 30 gallons because wait a minute these are water pots that Jesus says go get them and fill them to the brim got a question Jesus got a question uh, these are water jars. And let's just be honest, we're not even talking about drinking water. They were used for the rites of purification, that they would use these pots for ceremonial cleaning and washing as people are going into homes and going into dinners and going into different places where they would wash their feet and leave all of the dirt and dust from their feet 
and wash them in the water jars. So these were not just jars. These were dirty, nasty, toe jam infested jars. I got a question, Jesus. They're out of wine. Why are we messing with water? And stank toe water at that. Uh-huh. Because God says, now I'm going to show you how amazing of a God I am. Jesus, it would have been better if you just had of used wine skins. Jesus says, no, because I don't want the ABC store to get any credit for what I'm getting ready to do. He says, no, nobody's getting credit. I'm not putting this in wine skins. I'm putting them in water jars. Because at the end of the day, I'm not looking at your ability. I'm looking at your availability. And, to, and right now, I want to talk whew, to the water jars in here. I want to talk to those that when Jesus says, I'm getting ready to do something amazing. And, and, and the people that I'm getting ready to use and the stuff that I'm getting ready to use are not going to be the qualified, that, that are not going to be the people that they think that can get it done. It's not going to be the folk that have a history of getting it done. I'm getting ready to use those that have been nasty, that have been dusty, that have been disgusting. And at the end of the day, oh God, I'm trying to help you. God says, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it because I'm getting ready to look so good. In fact, I need to help somebody here tonight because God wanted me to tell you sometimes, I know it looks really, really bad, but God says I want it to look really, really bad because when it looks really, really bad, when I get through with it, I'm getting ready to look really, really good. I want to know, do I have at least 50 at least 50 people that can qualify for God to look really, really good. Now, if you got it all together, not for you. If you crossed every T, not for you. If you've dotted every I, this ain't for you. But I want to talk to those that have been messed up and made mistakes. God said, I'll take you because I'm getting ready to look really, really good. Boy, watch me. Now, 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 I know what I'm doing. Jesus says, I know what I'm doing. Go take the water jars. And I can hear water jars. Ooh, God, I hear your water jars. I hear your pots. Because I hear water pots saying right now, uh, Jesus, I don't do wine. I don't, I don't do wine. In fact, I do water. In fact, let's, let's be honest. I was made to handle dirty water. My, my only purpose was for folk to leave their dirt not just on me, 
but my purpose is for folk to leave their dirt in me. And Jesus says, I know what you are saying, but let me help you understand. Water is not who you are. Water is just what you had. Stop allowing your past to become your new label. That's what you used to do. But when God gets a hold of you, he's about to use you for something you never even imagined that he would use you before. I want to know, do I have anybody here that's ready, ready and willing for God to use you in a way that you've never been used before? Now, you don't get it. You don't understand it. But at the moment you tell God I'm available, God will take you messed up and make a masterpiece out of you. Yes, he will. Come here, come here. Uh-oh, here it is, here it is. Let me say this. Hurry up and go. Watch this. He says, now water pots, I know, I know it's nasty. I know all you've been accustomed to was dirt. But I'm getting ready to show you when I get a hold of you, something is going to come out of you better than what you're accustomed to seeing. The problem and the challenge is, can you, water pot, handle the process? Because sometimes the process of God using you may become so frustrating that it may all, watch this, sometimes it might even feel like you're being treated the way you were used to being treated. Watch what happened. Can you imagine these water jars? That uh, Jesus said, hey, go fill these water jars up with water. They went, grabbed the water jars. Can you imagine the water jars? Here we go. They grabbed us. They're filling us up with water. The last time I got filled up with water, somebody left their feet in me. And sometimes it can make you think about quitting you don't want to be used to God because sometimes it keeps striking areas of your life that reminds you of where you used to be. Reminds you of the stuff you used to experience. Anybody ever worked on a job, ever done some stuff, and you thinking, look, I can deal with this mess at home. I ain't got to deal with it. No, hold on. Hold on. It may feel like it, but if you just trust the process, when God is using you, something then good is getting ready to come out of you. Watch what happens. Text says, fill it to the brim. Here we go. Then Jesus says to the servants, now dip, scoop some water and take it to the master of the ceremony. Jesus Let me, let me hear you. I'll make sure I hear you right. You want me to scoop this nasty, I can still smell feet in this. You want me to dip it and go and take it for somebody to drink? All right, I need, I need, I need real people. How many of us can be honest enough to admit that at the moment Jesus told you to do that, 
right at that moment, you would have turned in your letter of resignation. <laughs> You're not getting killed over that. But I wonder, is there anybody here tonight that's willing to tell God yes, even when it don't make sense? See, see, miracles take place when you are willing to tell the Lord, I'm willing to do it, even when everything around you is saying, don't you do that. Don't you mess. Don't you say that. And God is saying, you better do what I tell you to do. Because when you are obedient to me, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor it has entered into the hearts of man what I'm getting ready to do in your life. Watch what God says. He says, do it anyway. They dipped it. They took it. They gave it. And the text says, when the master of the ceremony tasted it. Oh, good God. <laughs> Hold up. Text says, he don't know where it came from. That's what your Bible says. But the servants do. Because I wonder, watch me, that when God gets ready to allow the world to get a taste of you, I wonder, are you going to get to the place that you walk in arrogance to think that your stuff that good? At the end of the day, you know what's really inside of you. The only reason it has become one is because the Lord had his hands in it. I want to know, am I talking to anybody here today? That I know all the accolades you get on your job. All the stuff that God is doing in your life. All the people patting you on your back. I want to know, is there anybody here that can tell the truth? I know the truth about me. I know that the reason why everybody may even look like they enjoy anything I do, it is not because of me, but if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side. My God, I feel like having church. I want to know, is there anybody in here tonight that knows that God is getting ready to do something amazing with you? But at the end of the day, you know where it's all coming from. It is all from the hands of God. Look at somebody. Do me real quick. Just do this favor for me. Just look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you look mighty good tonight. But I got to tell you the truth. I know that only God and his hands makes you look that good. You ought to look back at him and tell him, I know that's right. Do I have a witness here? Is there anybody here that can take a moment and say, God, I thank you for the wine that's coming out of me because it did not come from me. It came from God. Shout yeah. Here's This is my clothes. Texas, he tasted the water that had now become wine. And he goes to the bridegroom and says, Bruh, 
Bruh. Now, most of the time, people bring out the good stuff first. And then after they start feeling like they are living their best life, then they crack open the cheap stuff. But you have saved the best for last. Wait a minute. Hold up. I got one last question. Uh, bridegroom, what did you have to do with this? The only thing you had to do with this story were you having a party and ran out. You ain't served nothing. You definitely didn't turn nothing. You don't even know where it came from. And you got all that credit. Oh boy, I want to help somebody here tonight. Because God told me to tell you, I hope you receive this tonight. That God says, when you are being used by me, watch this. There are going to be moments that you are going to get a lot of credit for stuff you know you didn't do. Wait a minute. Here it is. And this is a word from the Lord. Jesus says, I don't have a problem with you getting the credit. I don't, I don't have a problem with them putting your name on the board. I don't have a problem with them patting you on the back or putting you in the program or folks saying how great you are. Jesus said, I have no problem with giving you the credit and letting you have the credit. You can have it, but you better not get so intoxicated with the, with the credit that you forget to give me my glory. Now, this isn't for everybody, but I just want to talk to those tonight that God has allowed you to get a lot of credit. You've got credit on your job. You've gotten a lot of credit with your family. If God has given you a lot of credit, I dare you to open your mouth right now and give God some glory. Come on and give him glory. Let the redeemed credit shout yes if he's making it look good shout yes shout yes shout yes shout yes and I dare you for the next 30 seconds you ought to open up your Praise God. We're the pots. I want to talk to those that you know God should have thrown you away a long time ago. You should have been messed up and jacked up. You should have been thrown out, but God didn't throw you out. God lifted you up. You ought to give God. 
Side, I knew about it. And I still called you because I get glory when I can bring ugh, good wine out of nasty water jars. Who am I talking to that you have no problem admitting this is water in here? allowed it to become wine. I don't know when it became wine, but somehow people get wine out of this nasty water jar. Open up your mouth. Look, listen. All over this sanctuary tonight. All over. God, I love you. All over this sanctuary tonight. God says to 2020, 2020, this year, no more excuses. No more excuses. No more being church furniture. No more. God says, there's a problem in the earth that I spared your life so that you can keep living to help address it. That's why I didn't let it kill you. Because there's an issue in the earth that you've been anointed to address. But I'm a water pot. I'm nasty. God says, I knew you were nasty before you knew you were nasty. But the reality is, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And God says, I'm going to get you, you're going to get a lot of credit in this world. You're going to get a lot of credit. People are going to pat you on the back. People are going to say how great you are and all that stuff. Your family is going to, oh, they're going to look at you. And at that moment, at that moment, you better, you better not let moments go by without you taking a moment and give God some glory. <laughs> 